Welcome to Canvasate's Expert Outlook podcast. In this brand new series, we are going to explore the consumer behaviours set to disrupt and define 2022, learning directly from our network of industry experts and cultural insiders. I'm Lucy and I look after all things membership at Canvasate, and this episode is hosted by one of our senior behavioural analysts, the brilliant Alice Venables. So, grab your headphones, get comfortable, and let's get going. Hello, I'm Alice, and I'm joined today by Shabana Abraham. Shabana is a global culture and trends expert specialising in wellness, beauty and lifestyle. Welcome, Shabana. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here, Alice. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me today. So we're here to talk about the culture steward mindset. So I'll start by giving a description of the mindset and then we can just jump right in. The culture steward. They are rethinking localism for a hyper-globalised world. People are reframing community, culture and craft. If the pandemic taught people anything, it was the value of their immediate surroundings and the individual's culture and craft that make up a community. The culture steward wants to preserve local culture against the backdrop of hyper-globalisation. They're challenging colonial histories in the UK, redesigning tourism in France and establishing a new artisan culture in India amongst those who've quit corporate jobs. This group is reframing how people think about the past and the future to build sustainable local solutions for the next generation. So Shabana, how do you see this culture steward mindset playing out in the beauty sector next year? I believe from what I've heard of the culture stewards that they are going to play a pivotal role in beauty in 2022 and beyond. And it seems like there's probably about three behaviours that come up for me that are going to be key in terms of their characteristics. The first one would I would say is that the culture stewards are navigators of the new world. They're rewriting history. I would say that they're actively rewriting history because actually culture stewards have been working towards this for a long time. And I just think this is probably, you know, their time. And how this fits in with beauty is that it's time to decolonize wellness futures from the farms and the science labs, um, all the way to the factory manufacturers and shop shelves. So I think that's going to be a real priority for this particular characteristic, the, 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 the navigators of the new world. And how they'll do this is by embedding cultural origin into the heart of activities and language, paying respect and tribute to ancient traditions and frameworks that embody modern innovations. So they'll be really observing brands for proof of heritage, ingredient authenticity, and to reset the moral compass. So that's the first characteristic. Okay, the second characteristic that I see as kind of a key behaviour that's really emerging for culture stewards is that they they seem like the new avant-garde you know there's a kind of um a fusion of um like renaissance and 60s civil liberties really sort of championing humanist and earthly ideals so i feel like they are the new avant-garde for the postmodern era and they're consciously recrafting the beauty landscape so that it aligns with the betterment of people and planet in every single way. You know, the product ingredients, the packaging, the place and people. They're going to be seeking proof of resource saving, 
repurposing and recycling of materials to provide an equitable, safe and nurturing environment for these communities. And finally, the third characteristic, which you've also talked about, belongingness. And I feel like this sort of emerges as trans, it's a transcendent behavior. It's transcending demographics such as age and gender, life uh, stage or ethnicity. So what's really interesting about the culture stewards for me is how dynamic they are and how broad this is. And that is really exciting just in itself that it's not limited to Gen Ys and Gen Zs. It's it's a very broad mix. And um, they're not bound by geographic borders. Uh, they, they, they actually don't respond to conformity and they're creating that belongingness through community networks. So their voices are elevated by digital platforms and they're influencing a variety of different conversations from social justice to empowerment through this very dynamic lens and of course environment as well. Um, the culture stewards are not interested in brands avoiding doing the wrong thing but in their commitment to doing the right thing. Um, so brands can really engage the steward mindset across demographics and platforms which is as you can see it's a great opportunity and I think the resonant messages from brands here are going to be around rest, healing and abundance and living a life of joy that's fueled by a connection to culture, to community and a celebration of identity. Yeah, and you've spoken there about the behaviours that the culture steward are engaging in. Do you think that the culture steward might face any key challenges next year? And if so, what are these challenges? Um, yes, uh, 2022, it, I believe it's going to be a year of momentum where, where culture stewards of every generation um, will really see that change that they've been working towards. So like I said earlier, um, this is something that culture stewards, you know, without being grouped into this cohort of this mindset, there are people that have been working towards this for a long time. So this is a time when everything that they've been working towards and creating um, is actually going to come into fruition. So it's very exciting. But the biggest challenge, I think, will no longer just be in steering change, but in exercising their power. So really stepping into their power to completely begin to dismantle oppressive and archaic systems, because that's something that's really at the heart of culture stewards, you know, um, uh, ethos. And I think elevating their message, uh, that means they'll be more visible across platforms. So... I think that one of the biggest challenges for them will be monitoring brand commitment to cultural authenticity and, you know, are brands going to meet that promise of preserving and not appropriating? So I think these will be some of the challenges that they will come across, but I think they're a sturdy lot. So I think they will manage that really, really well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they're going to play an important role. Yeah, they are indeed. And leaning into your area of expertise, how do you think beauty brands can support communities as they try to become more niche or more local? And what specific communities should the culture steward be looking for? Well, I think there's a really interesting space in new founder communities. And, you know, there are so many brands that are emerging you know, in the BTC space. Um, mainly, obviously, because of, of that seems to be like a huge rise in that, especially when people were indoors. 
But what's really interesting to me is how many founders of cultural origin that are truly, you know, committed to delivering the benefits and experience from culture through uh, well-being and through beauty. So I think, um, you know, supporting new founder communities will be will be really um, a positive thing. If and to do that globally, not just in the West, because there is an emergence of you know great brands that are coming out of the US and the UK, um, which have you know founders that are maybe from Asia, say China or India. But I think we could look beyond that, and we could start looking, you know, into brands actually coming from Korea or Japan, India or China, um, and beyond. Um, I think also investment for local beauty innovators. So. You know, there is there is already a precedent of big companies like L'Oreal that invest in in innovation and invest in new businesses. So I think that could be, you know, really, really great for the culture stewards to see investment, real investment into into new beauty innovation, especially where tech um, can meet the culture space as well. That's that's an important convergence. Um, and also spotlighting artisan and maker movements. So, you know, we've already talked about the connoisseurship. The support of craft movements isn't new. Um, it's something that's been, for me, I've always noticed it in the background, having been to Asia quite a lot and spent time in India. And I would always see this movement, you know, kind of in the backdrop of, you know, block printing in Jaipur and you know and I would look at this and I think this is amazing and I think the job of um brands is to not just take that hide it white label their partners and really actually um to sh to to put a spotlight and give credit where it's due um because many of these makers and artisans in some sense and I know it comes more in fashion than in beauty we hear about it more about the supply chain and we hear about the factory workers but that's not to say that it doesn't happen in beauty that packaging isn't evolving somewhere different from where the product is originated or perhaps the product is coming from elsewhere so i think there's a, a we've talked a lot over the years in, especially with the you know in the trends industry about transparency um i think that this is going to be the probably the next trajectory for being for brands being more transparent do you think that the beauty sector still has quite a long way to go there i think so i mean i think the the beauty industry has evolved a lot it's really changing it's sitting at that intersection of you know politics and um arts and society and culture in a way that we have never seen before. And that's why I call it the avant-garde. And I feel like it has these um, similarities to Renaissance period and the 60s civil rights movement. I feel we are seeing something new. We've been in between stories for a long time. And that's what's exciting about where we're going in 2022 is that I think we're seeing an inflection point and we're seeing this story actually change um so beauty has got work to do um i think an image industry will always have work to do but because the power has shifted from big corporations to consumers to citizens rather not even consumers to citizens to humans and 
that demand is actually driving the changes that are happening now and culture stewards are at the forefront of that. So I think there could be support through partnership, education and initiatives that really empower local businesses, individuals and society um, within the beauty community. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks so much for that, Shabana. Is there anything that we haven't talked about in relation to the culture steward mindset that you think I should know? I believe that what culture stewards want from brands is to be faithful to cultural origin through intentional attribution, um, education and inspiration from founders of origin, inclusive access to the experience and benefits of ingredients and rituals belonging to that place of origin, but not ownership. So I think that's really important where we've seen in the past that brands can sometimes come in and take ownership of a particular practice or ritual or rename it or repackage it, probably not in the way that is really appropriate. So I think that's something that culture stewards be looking out for. And um, also, I think they want brands to really celebrate and champion local communities that are a vital source of knowledge, inspiration and skill. And finally, I think what's you know probably really obvious, but important to mention is to course correct when you make mistakes. Um, so yes, course correction when you make mistakes, so be honest and be radically transparent. Um, so that we can move towards this um, more kind of ideal <laughs> world of beauty. So yes, I hope that's that's helped. Yeah, that's so interesting. Well, thanks so much again for joining me. Uh, it's been really great chatting to you and really interesting. <laughs> it's been great chatting to you. To wrap up, here are three key takeaways from today's session. Firstly, the culture steward is the avant-garde of the postmodern era and they transcend demographic factors such as age, gender and ethnicity. Secondly, they want cultural origins to be respected and accredited. Therefore, brands need to be transparent, have cultural authenticity and course correct when they make mistakes. And finally, the culture steward encourages brands to explore and experience ingredients and rituals to a specific place of origin, but not for brands to claim ownership. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time when we'll be discussing a different mindset. Thanks for listening. I hope this episode has helped you to understand a key mindset to watch out for in the coming year, be it the culture steward, the system skeptic or the contrarian. You can check out the full Expert Outlook research report via our website at canvasate.com. See you next time.